Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Here's today's spoken edition of Wired. How a Flock of Drones Developed Collective Intelligence by Robbie Gonzalez The drones rise all at once, thirty strong, the domes of light on their undercarriages glowing thirty different hues, like luminescent candy sprinkles against the gray, dusky sky. Then they pause, suspended in the air, and after a couple of seconds of hovering, they begin to move as one. As the newly formed flock migrates, its members' luminous underbellies all change to the same color, green. They've decided to head east. The drones at the front approach a barrier, and their tummies turn teal as they veer south. Soon the trailing members' lights change in suit. It's beautiful. It's also kind of amazing. These drones have self-organized into a coherent swarm, flying in synchrony without colliding. And this is the impressive bit, without a central control unit telling them what to do. That makes them utterly different from the drone hordes you've seen deployed at places like the Super Bowl and the Olympics. Sure, those quadcopter fleets can number more than a thousand, but the movement and position of each unit is all programmed ahead of time. In contrast, each of these thirty drones is tracking its own position, its own velocity, and simultaneously sharing that information with other members of the flock. There is no leader among them. They decide together where to go, a decision they make on the literal honest-to-goodness fly. They're like birds in that way, or bees or locusts or any number of creatures capable of organizing themselves majestically and somewhat mysteriously into cohesive groups, a so-called emergent property of their individual actions. A few years ago, they managed to pull it off with ten drones. Now they've done it with three times that many. But pulling it off was more than three times as difficult. The drones owe their formation to a highly realistic flocking model described in the latest issue of Science Robotics. The numbers themselves don't express how much harder it is, says Gabor Vazarhelyi, director of the robotic lab in the Department of Biological Physics at Itvos University in Budapest and the study's first author. 
I mean, parents with three kids know how much tougher they can be to manage than just one kid. And if you have twenty or thirty to look after, that's orders of magnitude more difficult. Believe me, I have three sons. I know what I'm talking about. Vazarhelyi's team developed the model by running thousands of simulations and mimicking hundreds of generations of evolution. The fact that they've done this in a decentralized fashion is quite cool, says Sunni Buffalo roboticist Karthik Dantu, an expert in multi-robot coordination who is unaffiliated with the study. Each agent is doing its own thing, and yet some mass behavior emerges. In coordinated systems, more members usually means more opportunities for error. A gust of wind might throw a single drone off course, causing others to follow it. A quadcopter might misidentify its position or lose communication with its neighbors. Those mistakes have a way of cascading through the system. One drone's split-second delay can be quickly amplified by those flying behind it, like a traffic jam that starts with a single tap of the brakes. A hiccup can quickly give rise to chaos. But Vazarhelyi's team designed their flocking model to anticipate as many of those hiccups as possible. It's why their drones can swarm not just in a simulation, but the real world. That's really impressive, says roboticist Tonyes Nygaard, who was unaffiliated with the study, a researcher at the Engineering Predictability with Embodied Cognition Project at University of Oslo. Nygaard is working to bridge the gap between simulations of walking robots and actual, non-biological quadrupeds. Of course, simulations are great, he says, because they make it easy to simplify your conditions to isolate and investigate problems. The problem is that researchers can quickly oversimplify, stripping their simulations of the real-world conditions that can dictate whether a design succeeds or fails. Instead of subtracting complexity from their flocking model, Vazarhelyi's team added it. Where other models might dictate two or three restrictions on a drone's operation, theirs imposes eleven. Together, they dictate things like how quickly a drone should align with other members of the fleet, how much distance it should keep between itself and its neighbors, and how aggressively it should maintain that distance. To find the best settings for all eleven parameters. Vazarhelyi and his team used an evolutionary strategy. The researchers generated random variations of their eleven-parameter model, using a supercomputer to simulate how one hundred flocks of drones would perform under each set of rules. Then they took the models associated with the most successful swarms, tweaked their parameters, and ran the simulations again. Sometimes a promising set of parameters led to a dead end, so they'd backtrack. Perhaps combining the traits of two promising sets of rules and run more simulations, several years, one hundred fifty generations, and fifteen thousand simulations later, they'd arrived at a set of parameters they were confident would work in with actual drones. And so far, those drones have performed with flying colors. Real-world tests of their model have resulted in zero collisions. Then there's the literal flying colors. The lights on the quadrocopters' undercarriages, their color mapped to the direction of each drone's travel. They were originally developed for multi-drone light shows, you know, Super Bowl type of stuff. But the researchers decided at the last minute to add them to their test units. Vazarhelyi says they've made it much easier to visualize the drone's status, spot bugs, and fix errors in the system.
They're also beautiful, and straightforwardly so, a simple, robo-luminescent representation of complex coordination. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.